Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. Hey there, folks, it's Robin, and I'm popping in to talk to you about clean water because I'm going to be honest, I've been worrying about the contaminants in our tap water, and I knew I had to find a solution, you know, something reliable and effective. And that's when I discovered AquaTrue, and it's been a game changer for my family. AquaTrue's purifiers, they're basically like superheroes for your water, using a four-stage reverse osmosis process to tackle even the toughest contaminants. With PFAS, you know, those pesky forever chemicals making their way into nearly half of U.S. tap water, it is a relief to know that AquaTrue is certified to just kick them to the curb. Plus, their range of purifiers fits every home, from countertop setups to under-sink options. They've even got a Wi-Fi-connected model for the tech-savvy among us. And let's talk about those filters, okay? Long-lasting and affordable, they are a dream come true. There's no more like swapping them out every few months. AquaTrue's filters go the distance and last up to two years. Since switching to AquaTrue, I have noticed a huge difference. The water tastes cleaner, it's fresher, and the best part, I no longer have to worry about what's lurking in my tap water. Even my kids are drinking more water because of the ease of the countertop setup. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, our listeners are going to receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and you're going to enter the code HEADSPACE at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E. Go get it. Space Studios. Hello, 
friends, Robin here. And today it is me and Sam, and we are talking about the holidays. And I am so excited because we have got questions about how to change gift-giving culture in your family, creating holiday traditions in a new relationship, and how to handle required family holiday trips. So without further ado, ho, 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 here we go. Have you ever wished you had a wise meditation teacher on speed dial? Someone you can call after a long day. Someone you could lean on for their advice. Someone to listen and help you to see things differently. Welcome to Dear Headspace, a podcast where I sit with a meditation teacher and we answer your questions. Hi, Sam. It is, I, it is just so lovely to see you again. You too, Robin. I'm so happy to be here and to be talking about the holidays. I just love the holidays. I know. This is, it's like our annual Surviving the Holidays episode. We need it. It's exciting. And I, I'm going to say <laughs> also very necessary. Exactly. Yes. Same, same page. Every year we need it. It's like we need to be reminded of how, what a crazy time it is and, and of all the tools that we can access within ourselves, hopefully. Right? Because I don't know about you, but like when I go to family things, I always think, oh, it'll be different this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it is not. It's always different. There's always some surprise or some some magic that yes. happens that you don't <laughs> anticipate. Not necessarily good magic, but magic. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of just embrace it. And um, I definitely make a, an exit plan for myself. You know, I'll say like, I'm going to do a Starbucks run. <laughs> yes. And then that run turns into like an hour and I make up a reason. And oh, I do I love that. I do love an errand run. I do get you out of the house for a minute. Well, we're going to hop into these questions, but I do have a little housekeeping that I have to go through first. After this episode, Dear Headspace will be on a holiday hiatus of our own, and we are all going to be enjoying some downtime with our friends and our families. But here's the thing. Do not panic. We will be back on Tuesday, January 9th, and it'll be here before you know it. And if you miss us, there's always the back catalog of Dear Headspace episodes that you can listen to. Okay. Time for our first question. Here is Philip. Dear Headspace, my name is Philip and I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and I have a question around gift giving and um, how I can maybe change the culture of giving gifts within my family at the holidays. So um, historically, my family has kind of traded these unceremonious Christmas list emails with just links to different things on Amazon or like just random impersonal products. And I, I'd love for the gift giving to be a little bit more thoughtful. Um, and so last year at the holidays, I ignored everybody's list and picked out a thoughtful gift for everyone in my family. And people seem just like a little uh, displeased that I didn't just buy something off of their list. But I, I really just think we could be giving gifts in a more thoughtful way. And I'm honestly like a little hurt that my family doesn't want to take the time to pick out a thoughtful gift. And so just wondering if you have any suggestions for how I could change this gift giving culture within my family. Uh, thank you guys for everything you do. Bye. Oh, Philip, that's a great question to kick off our holiday episode. It really is because... Gift giving is not a simple thing, right? There's expectations and some people have less time to be thoughtful. Some people have less money. And I think also we all bring our own past of what we like and what we want. And then we assume everybody wants that. 
Yeah, I can just so relate. I imagine the years between like 15 and 25 where I was so committed to creating meaningful gifts. I say created because I I would do art projects and collaging and or I would make like bath salts or one year I I did hand massages for everybody. <laughs> I was trying desperately <laughs> To like infuse. <laughs> you were like, oh, poor Sam. And you were like, hi, give me your hand. And my family was just like, all they want to do is watch sports and eat a lot. <laughs> and, you know, I'm the anomaly in the family for sure. I mean, they 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 feign interest and in, in... like, oh, bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> um, the holidays bring up memories of being a child and we all have associations with it that are some positive, some negative, but there's this delight that comes from, I think, knowing that you might get something that you saw throughout the year that you wouldn't buy for yourself, Yeah, you know, because you just don't want to spend the money on something frivolous or something you don't really need. But knowing that someone's going to get it for you, there's still a delight that's preserved in the thing that you want that someone else is buying for you. So- I kind of understand the rigidity around that or the wanting to preserve, like, get something from my list because I can't buy it for myself. Yeah. And also, like, I'm thinking, you know, when my kids were young, Christmas just snuck up on me every year and punched me in the back of the head. And I'd be like, I'm doing the really best I can to make sure I got stuff for them. And I'm I'm buying Tonka trucks and this. And it's like, I was like, I do not have time to be thoughtful for my Aunt Susie. I don't have an Aunt Susie, but if I did... I didn't have that kind of time. But you know, what I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so I can see both sides of it. Yeah, that's such an important topic. Like just to really zoom out and go, wait, I want to be, like acknowledge the urge to be thoughtful and to want to spend time thinking about Aunt Susie and what she likes and what, what delights her. Yeah. Right? That's a wonderful urge to have. What I love about Philip's question is it's so thoughtful, right? It's so like he wants the family to be more thoughtful, but I would challenge him to step out a little bit and look at everyone in a holistic point. Like, is there someone in your family that has young kids and that's that's going to be too much for them? Is there Are there older people? Are there people on budget constraints? Like, And then trying to navigate to gather everyone. Absolutely. I think the budget constraints is a really important one too, because- It's real. Yeah. We did an white elephant one year and my mom bought a gag gift and one of my cousins got stuck with it because no one wanted it. It was traded around. I think it was, by the way, it was a bottle of Vagisil that ended up. With... <laughs> <laughs> that ended up with... Your mom's got yeah. jokes. Oh, it's it's a it's a funny family. Yeah. But there was there was laughter, right? But then there was hurt. There was actual real hurt. It was oh. it was because other people had bought nicer gifts and they had you know, thought about what what do people, what are they actually going to use? And some family members don't have a a large disposable income. And so they were looking forward to something a little cozy, a little nice, and and they got Vagisil. So, (laughs) I mean, just can't. I just am going to stop myself. It's well, but you're but you're highlighting in a very funny way. Everyone's coming from their own point of view, and communication's important. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to set up a white elephant, then you have to be like, okay, here are the parameters: ten dollars gifts right. only, go for funny, or it has to be homemade and it should be really thoughtful. But I think buy-in is what's really important. Yeah, any kind of a large group. What's the vibe and what does everyone want? Yeah. Like I, I have a, a group of friends that are like my my really, really tight gal pals. 
and we have weekends and we'll be like, all right, I don't really want to go anywhere or do anything while we're together. I want us to all be in pajamas and I want to sit down. And then we, and then everybody knows it's a moment to be like, oh, but I, I kind of wanted us to take a walk. I'm down for a walk, but I still want to remain in my pajamas. <laughs> like it's like all of us coming together and we end up every time creating an amazing weekend because everybody gets what they yeah. need. And eventually someone always goes, God, that was, oh, this is so perfect. I didn't want to do anything. And it, it, it reminds me of holidays You've got all these people coming together and we don't talk about those things enough. Exactly. We don't say like, let's all come together and what do we all want? And is anybody open to changing this or, you know, but it can't be a text. Exactly. I think what you were, what you just said really highlights how safe you all feel together as well. Like safe enough to yes. say, I don't, or I want this instead of this. And, and everyone's, in, everyone's needs are incorporated. I think in some families, certainly in mine, we have some people pleasers who will go along yeah. with whatever's proposed, but then, you know, secretly be resenting it or not wanting it. So yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. And I think we almost need to, in our family, like um, elect a holiday leader, like someone who <laughs> everyone agrees. A rotating holiday leader. <laughs> yeah. Because I would love to be the holiday leader, but I'm the child, you know, I don't yeah. have as much, you know, authority. So, but I would be happy to like lead the election and have everyone con like say who they want to be the holiday leader. <laughs> but again, it's, we're highlighting the same issue. A lot of people, different ideas. Yes. yes. And there's just got to be care when you're on that. You know, it's like, there's a reason I can't be on the PTO. Like I cannot be with that many <sighs> invested parents trying to change school policy. Like I went to one meeting and was like, no, thank you. Like, cause it's, <laughs> I know myself. But I think just as an overarching kind of mindset that's helpful is to remember that everyone cares and that's good. You know, it's good that you have different wants and needs and that you want to give a gift and you want it to be thoughtful and, and you want to make it better. Like that just means that you care about the people who are your family. And that's, Absolutely. that's a wonderful thing. So if you're starting with that, everything else can be worked out. All right. Thank you for your question, Philip. And good luck. Good luck on the, on the holidays. Yeah. All right. Let's go to our next question from Maria. Hi, everyone. It's Maria here. So my partner and I just moved in together and we keep having disagreements about the upcoming holidays. He has traditions from his family and I have traditions from mine. And of course, they clash. Like, he wants to open presents on Christmas Eve, and I like to do it day of. We're just clashing. But it's not just that. It's also that I feel like we're both just repeating our pasts, and I want us to come together and find our new traditions. So how do I approach this with him? And how do we start our own family life together? Thanks for everything you do. I love Dear Headspace. You know, I really, really get this question, because... You know, when my wife and I got together, you know, she had this whole tradition of like going to see her family in Ohio. And I was like, OK, I'm willing to do that. But once we have a family, I want our Christmas to be at home together. Mm -hmm. And then we do that some other time. And it, it ruffled some feathers. But I was like, I'm, I'll do whatever. But then at this, I want this. Yeah. So it's like I, there's going to be a through line of, I think, probably all, all of our questions of communications with your with your people. Absolutely. Do you have both now where you have like your own Christmas and then you go and visit? Yeah. Yes, we do. We, we've created all of our own traditions. And I think her family was understanding. We both thankfully approached it like, what do we want? Right. Like, what do we want to do? 
And, you know, we have this random thing like on Christmas Eve that we went to this neighborhood in Brooklyn that has these all these houses that are really lit up. And then we did um, hibachi after. And that's become our Christmas Eve tradition every year now. So it's like we have built these things, but it's because we both were open to it. So I I think that's important. Yeah, I think the way you can start being open or practice openness is just sit down with the person you love, your partner, and say, tell me about a joyful holiday memory, one that you treasure that like warms your heart and start there, like exchange stories and talk about what it was about those moments that brought you joy. Maybe it was, you know, I think back to one of my memories where I, I had a friend who lived down the block and she would come and sleep over uh, Christmas Eve and we'd sleep under the Christmas tree and my grandma decorated it so oh. beautifully with all the lights and the presents were there and we would get in our sleeping bags and just sleep under the tree and it was it was lovely but what was it about that it was first of all that everyone around me was resting I come from a family of workaholics mm. so to see the people around me getting to rest and knowing that you know, my mom was in the next room sleeping peacefully. My grandma was nearby. We'd all kind of gather. Like that was the the coziness, the cozy factor for me. Um, yeah. So as you tell these stories, first of all, you empathize with your partner. You're like, wow, this means so much to them because it brought this feeling to them. It brought the sense of safety maybe or this sense of belonging and feeling safe and loved, right? So starting with those stories, I think, can help you to be more flexible or make you want to be more flexible and more accommodating or or find the the commonalities between what you love about the holiday traditions that you maybe were brought up with and then finding a way to meld them into a new one. Yeah. But starting with the like just the joy and the delight because that's what we're after. I love that, Sam. That's such a great way to enter because you know why it's important to this person. And then like I, that always makes me want to give that to them. Right. Exactly. And then it, you know, when you start there, now you're on the same page. Now you're in that zone of love. You know, you're in that that yeah. field of love. And then the conversations that come from that are going to be a lot more creative, first and foremost, right? Like you're going to mm-hmm. get creative about what you want to create together. And it's just going to be more fun to talk about it than rather than, you know, the negotiation process. <laughs> yeah. You know, in improv, there's that whole yes and. Like you never say yes. no to somebody. You're always supposed to say yes and then add to it. Like I try to approach our traditions as yes and with my family. Yeah. They're, they're currently two of the four of us are trying to like get out of the holiday lights tour. And I was like, no, <laughs> I, I didn't yes and. I just said, but what I will do is let's bring hot chocolate. Let's bring yeah. this. Let's like, let's make, cause you're cold. So let's add this into it. Let's go a little bit earlier, right. you know, like all the things. Yeah. And sometimes being dragged to things, it's like, I don't know, for me, when I know that someone wants me there, even if I'm not keen on going or thrilled about it, I'm just like, wow, I'm wanted here. I belong. Yeah. I'm part of the group. Oh, that's nice. And that's a, that's a good thing. Even saying that to kids, I think can be helpful. Like you're part of the family. You're part of our group. We love you. We want your company and we're going to make it fun for you. We're going to try our best. You know, I think that means a lot, especially when you're a child, just knowing that you belong and you're part of it. Yeah, that's lovely. And I think also approaching it with a spirit of compromise as well. You know, there's there's a couple of like 
family type parties that we have to go to and just being like, all right, we're going to do that. But, you know, maybe on the way over, we'll go to P.F. Chang's first so that it's like we're making it fun for all of us. Like because there are obligations in the holiday season as well. And, you know, like, okay, well, we have this obligation on your side of the family. We have this on mine. What can we do that there's no obligation that we're like stepping into that creative space that's just fun and joyful and hits all our buckets? That's so, when you mentioned P.F. Chang's, I thought of like what a difference a certain little stop to a place that you love can make. Like there are certain coffee shops I absolutely love. And if my family's willing to stop there on their way to something else that I'm not thrilled about, my happiness goes up like to 90% just because we made that little pit stop. So those little, yeah, those little adjustments and making making it special for someone can actually be a very small uh, sacrifice yeah. that, you know, a five minute stop or, you know, a, a little dinner that is a, at a special place. And um, yeah, it, it it's so worth checking in with everyone and seeing how you can make it special for them, make it meaningful for them. You know, I, the other thing I would say is like, to try to check if you're really set in your ways, you know, because I think that, yeah. that sometimes we'll be doing something because that's just what's been done, but nobody really wants to do it anymore. And so I think that you could use that same logic or check in with yourself to be like, okay, well, this is what I did as a kid, but was it what I loved and what it, was it what I wanted to do? And is it, am I just doing this because that's what I think I'm supposed to do? Like that open curiosity, is there a new thing that might bring happiness? And if this year we're not going to do the lights and everybody's not into it, well, then let's let's look for something new and different. Like a tradition doesn't have yeah. to be rigid. Exactly. But I think you can add that into your meditation practice too. You can Um, do an, we call it self-inquiry, where you're just asking yourself a question. And the question could be, what what would bring me joy this holiday season? And just allow images to come up or thoughts or, and maybe nothing comes up, but you want to journal instead. But give yourself some time to just imagine an ideal scenario. And that doesn't mean you have to try to make that ideal happen. You might be in a ski lodge in Switzerland or something in your mind. But you can take something from it. You can extract some some wisdom, innate wisdom that's coming from within and help make that a possibility for yourself. Yeah. Everybody deserves to relax and enjoy the holidays. Yes. It doesn't always happen, but everybody deserves it. And so I think looking at it like my partner, I want them to have what makes them happy. I want me to have what makes me happy. Let's get there together. I just think that if you can approach it from that point of view, that's why I just love what you said at the top, Sam. I just think that's such a a wonderful way to start that conversation. Yeah, start with a story. Start with what brings you joy. You can just ask, you know, and listen. Listen really with your whole body, you know, listen with your heart. And um, it's a great place to start. Yeah. Well, Maria, good luck. We hope that you have a lovely holiday. We hope that there's, you know, part of your tradition is listening to our annual holiday episode. So like make that be part of your traditions and keep us posted as to what shakes out. I would love to know what her holidays look like. Absolutely. Please follow up. Okay, we will be right back. (laughs) 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, here is a question from Gina J. Here we go. Hi, Headspace. My name is Gina J, and I'm from North Carolina. I'm kind of in a weird position with my partner, but really is with his family. His mom booked a family vacation for everyone without really asking us if this was something we wanted to do. Now we have to go to some rented house in the mountains with a huge group of people. I feel like I should be thankful because it is a generous offer, don't get me wrong. But I'm also an introvert and I'm already overwhelmed with the idea of spending this much time with this many people during my time off from work. And I find myself also becoming really resentful. And I'm also a little mad at my partner because it feels like he's not really supporting me. I'm just not sure what to do now. Gina J just hung up there. She was like, I am done with this question. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Gina. I so relate to that frustration. Just first of all, I want to call that out. Like, it's your precious time off. You should be able to, you know, spend it in a way that feels restful and restorative and good for you. So I just want to affirm that because we hear you, you know, we see you, Gina J. We hear you. Yes. You could hear her getting a little bit more mad as it goes on. She's like, yes. you know, I want to be thankful because it's like it's generous, but I'm a little bit mad about this. And also I'm an introvert. And also I'm sort of mad here. Like it's like, isn't that all of us at the holidays? And there's like a there's it's like this protectiveness that comes up, this kind of fierce protectiveness of your time and your sanity. Yes. Let's just call it what it is. Like, really, this question reminded me of times where I reached, you know, nine out of 10 in my just fed upness. Um, <laughs> and I just, I remember one time <laughs> go, driving to a Chinese food place because it was the only place open on Christmas. And I had the most peaceful lunch by myself. And it was like, I just stayed out probably an hour and a half. And I knew I was going to hear from someone in my family about how long I was gone. And um, I just owned it. And I was like, you know what? I needed this. I needed to just get away and have a quiet lunch by myself. So that's what came to mind for Gina too. Just is there a way for you, if you're already committed, if you're kind of already going to go to this this family event, um, is there a way that you can plan a little getaway for yourself? Maybe a walk in nature, maybe um, a cafe where you can just go and- A movie. You know, read a movie. Yeah. Whatever feels restorative and nourishing for you so that you get what you need in the midst of all this busyness and all the extroverts around you. Yeah. Sometimes you you just got to do the thing. And so then the next thing is, can you protect yourself while you do the thing? Right. Because otherwise that resentment is just going to be oozing from your pores. Exactly. Maybe there's a reframe if you are able to take care of yourself like, okay, 
well, I have to go on this journey. What could yeah. come that I wouldn't have normally had here? Yeah. And sometimes when we have these conflicting feelings, we feel like we have to choose one. We have to choose a side. Yeah. Like I'm either going to commit to being grateful or commit to being resentful. And I think from a mindfulness perspective, we can sit with both mm-hmm. and go, yeah, part of me is really grateful. Hey, she or whoever took the time to plan this and wanted it to be a pleasant surprise and how delightful that is. And also, gosh, I'm really wanting time by myself and I really want this. And both are true. And being able just to hold that and and allow yourself to feel yeah. the feelings that are coming up can be really helpful in not adding an additional layer of trying or striving to make yourself fit into one or commit to one specific emotion or way of being. And I I don't know what the family dynamics are, Gina J, but can you ask for what you need in advance? Can you tell people like, look, I'm having a particularly difficult time right now. It's been really crazy busy. And because of that, I may need to step out. Yeah. It reminds me of how helpful it can be to be very clear on what you need. Yeah. And I, I think of the NVC model, the nonviolent communication, where you clearly state what you're feeling and what you're needing. And there's a great list of needs. Mm-hmm. I have it all over my house, <laughs> the <laughs> needs list, because I can point to it and just say, hey, that's the one. I need cooperation. I need, you know, a fa- I, I, there's so many yeah. possibilities. But being clear and then letting people know how it restores you. When I go to bed at this certain time and I get time to listen to my audiobook, I feel restored. I get to sleep better. And then I'm more attentive and present and joyful the next day. Yeah. So you can let the group know how much it means to you to get the things that you need. And that might help them rally for for what you need and, and getting what you need. Yeah. And it, I do think there's one other component because she mentioned her partner, her husband. I feel like there's a conversation to be had there about what support looks like. And if you're resentful with him going into this trip, that could be problematic. But if you are able to talk to him and say, I wish you had talked to me about this first so that maybe yeah. that we had had some choice in here, um, or I wish you had backed me up, whatever the, whatever the hurt is. And then saying, but now, like, let's all, like, let that go. And now we're going on this trip. So here's how it would be helpful. Like, I'm going to make this declaration that I need to go to bed at seven, like, or I'm going to go take little breaks. Can you support me in that? Can you check in on me? Little things like that so that you don't feel alone on this trip. Exactly. You know, for me, my one aspect of my partnership that feels really safe and supportive is that I know my husband has my back. Like he's, he really, no matter what's going on, he's going to check in with me and he's going to support what I need or try his best or let me know he's going to be honest with me. And so if that feels threatened in any way, or you feel like you're kind of losing that feeling of cooperation with each other and like you have each other's back, that's a really, I think a good signal to pause and just check in about that in particular. Because it can feel really unsafe if you don't feel like you're being supported in the ways that you need to be by that most intimate partnership. Yeah, it's very true. Well, Gina J, we hope that this trip is lovely for you and that you are able to find some joy in it and, you know, have all your feelings at the same time. Absolutely. And let us know where where you went, if you found a Dairy Queen nearby or, (laughs) you know, some line dancing. That sounds really fun. (laughs) 
Uh, well, Sam, I have to tell you, spending this time with you and answering these questions, it is I, this has just been such a lovely way to get ready for the holidays. And I, I'm truly walking away from this excited for traditions, excited for being with the people and, and just celebrating. And so thank you for this. This has been lovely. Oh, likewise. I This is, I think, my favorite episode ever. I just <laughs> felt I have a blanket on. I've got my Christmas sweater. I'm cozy as heck. I'm just feeling really good. And I'm hoping that um, all our callers get some rest and some joy this holiday season for sure. And if you're struggling and you're, you want more guidance and some suggestions and advice on, on how to make the holidays work for you, we have so much content in the app mm. that helps you navigate family dynamics and meditations that help you take time and reflect and get clear on what you need and what you want. So yeah, feel free to go in there, explore and, and check it out. That's a, that's a really good point because it's we didn't talk too, too much about the practice during this episode. And it's like, I think that's a really good point to underscore, which is like, don't throw the practice out during the holidays. Keep that going, for God's sakes. Yes. If you can get your family to do it with you, I mean, I want to hear about how that worked because I definitely need help in that arena. Well, I, I'm saying like, I hope my holidays are lovely too. But, you know, with that much family time, that much time off from work, I will definitely be checking into those courses like all the courses and I'll be like calling you for a hand massage and <laughs> thank you to Philip, Maria and Gina J for your questions and if you're at home maybe you're listening with your family right now and you're hiding in a closet to reset if you want to just reach out to us for some advice all you have to do is go to sayhi.chat slash dearheadspace record your questions so easy that link is in the show notes and if we use your question in an upcoming episode you're going to get three months of Headspace for free awesome Awesome. Yeah. So send us your questions and we love all of your questions. They really are the heart of the show. Yeah. They make it happen. So now it's my turn to offer a little something. I can't offer a hand massage across the radio <laughs> waves, but it's a, this is our little gift to you. Just some time to transition from all the things that we talked about, all that you just experienced from listening and just taking a moment to settle your mind before you jump into the next thing. So we're leaving you with the sweet, soothing sounds of a thunderstorm in Delhi. So take a listen and just let your mind do whatever it wants to do. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy. And please be kind to each other. Oh, and happy, happy holidays! holidays!
Dear Headspace is a Headspace Studios original podcast. It's produced by Robin Hopkins, Ash Jones, and Scott Sorensen. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohn, Baron Farmer, and Danny Christamy. Our production coordinator is Taylor Jennings Brown. It's hosted and produced by Robin Hopkins, Kesanga Giscombe, Dora Kamau, Samantha Snowden, Eve Lewis Prieto, and Rosie Acosta. Post production is by Dan Kroll. Music is by Scott Sorensen and Chris Mergia. And a special thanks to Colleen Lutz. <laughs>